Alright, and welcome into another edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. My name is Daniel. I am the admin of all those Jazz Nation pages that you're following online through <gasps> Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, my microphone's falling. YouTube. Um, maybe I think there's a MySpace page out there. Uh, the links for all those pages you can find in one simple spot. It's go to linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. Boy, the, the, the microphone falling just really threw me off there for a oh, second. Oh, man. Boy, I guess that's what happens. Uh, Gotta be a professional. There we go. All right, let's try this. And with me, like he is occasionally, but most of the time, but always, sometimes, is the assistant to the host. His name is Mr. Will Wonder. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. And to be clear, sometimes you're not here either, and I'm here. So, uh, yeah, oh. it's good to be here with you. That was once, one time. And, you know, it was, it was kind of a big time, but I was still kind of there, you know. it is. Oh, you were there. It is what it is. Moment. Your ear, your nose. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. There's some stuff going on. There's Things a lot of happening. stuff going on, but real quick, I just want to touch on that. You know, the la during the draft day, there was a live stream. Appreciate you. And, uh, who, who are the guests again that were on Mike, there with you? Uh, my boy, Mike Thompson and Kurt Pruitt, both. Yeah. So, so thanks. three hours and 15 minutes. We did it. That thanks was a, so much to you three guys for stepping in and doing that. I, I, I believe there was plenty of jazz fans that stepped on there and had yeah. a good time chatting with you guys. So yep. shout out to everyone who came through. Good times. Fun. And to everyone uh, that was wondering where I was, I was in San Jose then for a concert. Um, and I got to say, I kind of said it at some point in the stream, apparently, but San Jose, you're an interesting town because oh. have, you, have you ever been to San Jose? I uh, don't think so. No. So. I got there and when I booked the hotel, I did it through Priceline, right? And you know how Priceline, it gives you that deal where you can say you're in a certain area or this area or whatever. So I stayed, I was going for a concert. So my point was to try and get as close to the concert venues I could. Right. So I picked the downtown area. And when you hear downtown, you're thinking, oh, there's gonna be good restaurants, probably good bars, places to check out and things like that, hey, right? Not everywhere Salt Lake. Okay. Well, that's San Jose. There's not, we get there and I, on our Uber ride in, he's, I go, Hey, what's there to do around here? He's like, well, uh, there's, there's a good market thing. It's a place called market. A lot of good stuff over there. Okay. So we go check it out and literally it's just a giant road kind of a thing. They block off. You can't drive through anything, but it's got, it is, it's good food. Okay. Good spot and everything. But Maybe that's the only thing. But what the point is, that's the only spot to do in the whole downtown. Everything else is like, let's just say this. There's got to be a lot of money in San Jose because every building I looked at, it's like, oh, here's Adobe. Oh, here's Zoom. Oh, here's AT&T. Oh, yeah. Like, well, it's, yeah. there's a lot of tech in that town and not a lot of like things for these people, tech people do besides this one market spot. So I'm just saying San Jose, I, I, I just maybe downtown San Jose where I was, was kind of underwhelming. Let down. The I'm sorry about that. But the concert was great. I went and saw Blink-182. They were great. It was a good time. And now we're back. And that, for everyone wondering, like, what took us so long to to do another podcast after the draft? Well, that's why, because you know how it is when you go yeah. when you go out on a trip or something. It takes you a couple of days to regroup yourself and get back in full. Do you remember coming more. on the stream for a few minutes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just wondering. sure. I wasn't. I wasn't that crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, so there was a draft that happened. Let's start with that news, shall we? So the yeah. Utah Jazz kept all three picks. I was kind of surprised by that. And ended up with, uh, so the ninth pick, I w wasn't much of a surprise if we're all being honest. They end up with Taylor Hendricks, the six foot nine forward from UCF, who's 19 years old. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. no big, big surprise there. I mean, were you surprised when the Jazz ended up with him at ninth, I guess? 
No. Uh, in the moment, I was thinking, hey, maybe they go with Whitmore. And then you found out all the stuff about Whitmore later on. But um, no, I wasn't surprised. Good fit, good player, good shooter, good defensive uh, player. So no, it is good pick. Good pick. Have we actually found out about Whitmore? Because I'm still curious what the hell happened with him. I guess the, uh, well, my uh, my sources, I'm just kidding. I don't have sources. But what I had heard today from Ryan Rossillo was that his knees are a lot worse off than what a lot of people, uh, than what were led to be said, I guess. I don't know. I don't know exactly how he put it, but that's what he was, when he talked to a number of different people at, at, at different teams, that's what they were saying the reason for him falling. Wow. Something with the knees. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and the whole like uh coach thing, right? The the Villanova coach not not uh speaking up for him, not being a fan, but I if you ask me that just hurts Villanova <laughs> going yeah, that, forward. <laughs> that's kind of weird to do that to bash someone going out, but okay. Yeah. Um listen, I've said it I said it multiple times. We all knew I was big on Cam, so even though he's not on the Jazz, I hope, you know, it'll be cool if he can still do like a comeback story and Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't just like whip the jazz button something. But anyways, next pick was the jazz at number 16. This, this was also, I don't feel like a big surprise because, you know, leading up to the draft, this guy was talked about with the jazz quite highly. And that's Keontae George, Mm -hmm. the six foot guard from Baylor, 19 years old. Um, I gotta be honest though. Six, four, right? He's six, four, six, four. Um, I gotta be honest though. Like, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently after the draft and things like that. And one of the podcasts I listened to said, he didn't play a whole lot of like point guard. He was almost like a shooting guard, small forward for Baylor. So right. it's going to be interesting to see how the jazz, you know, cause obviously everyone knows they need help with the point guard position. So it's going to be interesting to see if they try and adjust him to the point guard position. I heard also that he, I guess in high school was kind of more of a point guard, but had to adjust when he got to college. Mm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the pick and what do you think he can do for the jazz? I guess. I really liked him at 16. I, uh, I mean, I don't see him as a point guard. I know that's been reported that, you know, that's what the Jazz want him to do. But uh, also, I mean, we're going to get to it here in a minute, but a lot of people would have said three and a half hours ago that Taylor Hendricks would probably be starting at power forward for the Utah Jazz, and that's obviously changed. So, But I did love the pick. Um, he has really good potential. There's obviously like a few question marks around him, but at 16, I think it's a it's a solid get. I forgot to do this for uh, Taylor Hendricks, but his NBA comparison, uh, according to this Bleacher Report article I found, is Bobby Portis. I also found there was another, I, one of the podcasts I was listening to compared him to, um, oh man, who was the guy that was on the Trailblazers? For, Jeremy Grant. Not Grant. Oh, that's who I would have, very similar could, to him, but probably a better, uh, better outside shooter. No, but I could see that too. But so, would you say if that's like your comparison to Bobby Portis, Jeremy Grant? That's, I mean, a, a nice I mean, pick. Bobby that's Portis pretty good, a, a right? Really good. Yeah, I mean, he's done well in the NBA. Yeah, I think he has a potential to be better than both of those guys. But yeah, and then uh, the comparison for Keontae George, they have down Eric Gordon, an Eric Gordon type player. I mean, does that sound like a pretty good comparison to you, or? Yeah, I think it, he could be Eric because that's a very similar, shorter two guard. Um, I thought if he gets to his potential, something similar to Bradley Beal, but who knows if he can get to that point. Uh, but yeah, that's good, Eric Gordon. And then I, li- also- I like those comps better because a lot of times you read comps and it's like, oh, shades of uh, Carl Malone mixed with you know <laughs> Tim Duncan. And it's like, yeah, okay, calm down. <laughs> 
So at the time we're recording this, it's Monday the 26th, and actually today is when the all three draft picks of the Jazz came in and got introduced. Um, Taylor Hendricks, during his introduction, sounded good. He sounded like, you know, well-spoken. Um, he did mention, you know, um, I don't know if a lot of folks out there know this, but he actually didn't end up working out, working out for the Jazz before the draft because he had a little minor injury. I guess he had tweaked his hamstring, his hamstring he said. He says he's feeling much better now. Um, he wants to play in summer league. Me watching that, inter- well, you know, that media introduction, the vibe I'm getting is it doesn't sound a hundred percent sure he'll play in summer league. I mean, Salt Lake Summer League starts next week, folks. Like yeah. basically a week from today that you're listening to this, it's going on. So, I, I personally would not be surprised if they hold him out for Salt Lake Summer League and maybe let him play in Vegas Summer League, just because there's, let's be honest, better competition down there, more eyes on it, and stuff like that. But we'll see. George, uh, no problems with him. He should be able to play in summer league. Um, so perfect there. Now we get to the third pick, um, and I think this is the shocker of it all for the Jazz at number twenty-eight. First off, they even kept the pick. I was shocked by that. But they pick Bruce Sensiball with the twenty-eighth pick, six foot six Bryce, forward. Bryce. What did I just say, Bruce? You said Bruce. It's okay. We're getting <laughs> back in the swing of things here. I guess that shows how uh, invested I was in that pick. I'm sorry. Bryce Sensible. Twentieth pick, six foot six forward out of the Ohio State, nineteen years old. Um, look, I'll be look, like I said, I was out of town during the draft. When this pick came in, I was like in the concert, not fully paying attention to the draft, because again, I didn't think this pick was gonna happen. I saw it and I went, Who? Because he was not when I was even looking in the twentieth area, his name wasn't one there that I even remember seeing. So I was very surprised by this pick. And when I've kind of done some look into him now, I mean, there's injury histories. He seems to be a little overweight compared to players coming into the NBA draft. I have a lot of concerns about this pick. What about you? Should I be concerned or am I overthinking it here? Um, I, I didn't love the pick. I, I've, I watched him um, a couple of times there at Ohio State. He had a re- he he did pretty decent when he was like non conference play right had a couple of good games there, um, sh- but it's kind of like you said like he is a bigger kid right I think he's two thirty five two forty um, six six I just didn't love it I don't know maybe you're just trying to hope for potential like there was a comp for him like to Bonzi Wells which like if he ends up being Bonzi Wells then like cool that's it's it's worth it but i just don't i don't think and this may be just a slight knock on ohio state but them producing any um pros that have really outlasted outside of d'angelo russell right i'm not at the top of my head i have to go back and actually look through that but uh that they haven't been great at doing so he he had he did score quite a bit uh, so he can do that, but I just don't know if he's going to be the same type of, he's not going to be a, I don't think he's going to be a, a great or even a good NBA player. And then it was really rude. Cause he's probably a great human being, but no, I mean, okay. Again, he was, he was there at the introductions today and then stuff. And he sounded really, you know, nice and well-spoken and all that. But like, so some of the guys that went, I mean, one player that, I mean, I didn't pay attention to big after the players I'm going after, but one that went after him that I was very surprised the jazz pass on was Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, who yeah, a lot of, who a lot of I had seen in the recent mocks had the Jazz taking him at sixteen, so I was mm-hmm. very surprised on that when I saw that. Um, look, yeah, I, thing, I think with that pick, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna try to, you know, have the a big upside there, then Miller probably would have been the guy to take. 
I mean, it oh. definitely has got to be upside though. Just as the, the thing, like my biggest thing is just the injury history. I mean, the fact that he didn't even finish his college career because he was out with an injury. Right. I mean, that's kind of concerning. And then today during the player introductions, you know, he said, you know, he's, he's going to meet with the medical staff. He couldn't confirm also if he's going to play in summer league. So that's not a good sign. I mean, I guess when you're at the 28th pick, you, it's really, you know, it is what it is on that. You're taking a risk either way. The vibe I'm totally getting is that, you know, it, I would expect most, if you're a jazz fan, probably don't expect him to be with like the jazz for most of the season. Unless he's probably going to start off the stars in the G league, which is fine. You know, let him go down there and, Mm-hmm. fix on his health, get in, you know, conditioning and all that. And if he can show off his game good enough, he can always move up. I mean, yeah. let's, let us never forget that a young Rudy Gobert had to start out in what well, it wasn't called the G league. Then what was it called? The D the D league was the D league developmental. Yeah. yeah. And this is, I don't when know, I remember were, when it changed the G, but yeah, then that the, back then our team was up in Idaho. It was like the Idaho stampede or something like that. Correct. So just remember, I mean, some players can use that to their, to, to their, benefit you know a lot of good players go to the g league and come out of it later on i mean it it, but i i think also with sensible the guys who are potentially going to be ahead of him it's going to be hard for him to get uh playing time in front of those especially his rookie season right so um it would for him it feels like it would benefit him a lot to play in the the summer league and maybe show off that you know this is what i am this is why they picked me but personally i i would not be surprised if he just doesn't play summer league at all well but We'll see. Uh, too early to for official announcements on that, but uh, right. we shall see. So, oh, let's talk. Stay with the draft real quick. And your Orlando Magic, by the way, mm-hmm. kind of kind of surprising a little bit with the first pick, but not a whole lot. They took Anthony Black, which a lot of Jazz fans are probably hoping could slip. But I don't think. I think leading up to the draft, it came more and more obvious that he was definitely not going to be there at nine. I think most yeah. thought he was going to go to the Wizards at eight, but mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So. How are you feeling with your guy, uh, Anthony Black, there with the Magic now? I feel good. I mean, there's a. I think Orlando has a very young, deep, talented team. It's just trying to whittle out those who are constantly injured. Someone was like, oh, you have so many guards. But when you look at it, Markel Fultz uh, is injured quite a bit. Jalen Suggs is injured quite a bit. Cole Anthony uh, does get injured as well. Like, it just seemed like last year was just like, a, you know, who's starting today? Who's healthy today? So, Adding Anthony Black, I mean, six foot seven, you know, tough guard, really great vision, can get to the hoop. Obviously, everyone's like, oh, he can't shoot. Like, that was the one thing I saw a lot of Jazz Twitter afterward. Oh, thank God we didn't draft Black. He can't shoot. And, uh, you know, maybe you're right. But at the same time, I think he has a lot of potential. And on that team, there's a lot of other players there who uh, can fill that void of shooting or happily try to. And I think he's going to be good. The Jet Howard pick was a little early for me at 11 probably would have went with Grady Dick. Um, um, but whatever, it's fine. He can shoot really well. So there you go. <laughs> that, that does not sound like a very confident fan on that pick. I mean, I, I remember I was roasted. I think I got back on and roast you a little bit for that pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I mean, I, outside of Grady Dick, Jet Howard is probably what the second best shooter in the draft. Better than the guy from UConn three point shooter. Yeah, pull it up. Listen, I'm I'm just saying I've listened to a lot. Like I said, a lot of podcasts after the draft, and I don't think I heard one of them, quote unquote, experts giving you guys a high five on that Jay Howard pick. Kevin O'Connor is just, you know, I'm not just talking about KLC. I'm talking about all the all of them that I listened to. No, I don't think anyone thought that Jay Howard pick was smart. I mean, how could. okay? maybe, you know, this did they attempt to trade back and pick him later or was there no I didn't see anything on that. No. 
I mean, I think so. I, that was just their guy. Yeah, I guess. I, again, I would have been more than happy with Grady Dick at eleven just to shoot threes consistently. But I, just, I feel like Grady Dick knew he was going to Toronto with that weird ass outfit. <laughs> Look, that guy. A lot of people are hating on him, but I got to give him credit because he's just out enjoying life. You know, he's. Yeah. I think here's the thing. The thing a lot of people forget about, right? These guys coming into the NBA right now, they're 18, 19, maybe 20 years old. They're still young men right now. I mean, they're just barely out of high school, played well, one kids. year, one year of college, and they're yeah. now they're becoming pros and they're about to make some money. And now they they're living their dream. They've hit mm-hmm. their dream, you know. So yeah. people are making fun of you know Grady Dick about his TikTok videos now dancing. Hello. Anyone that has kids, all everyone's kids are out dancing on TikTok. Not just kids, half the adults in the world do it now, too. Right. So, you know, yeah. leave him alone. You're just jealous because he's gonna get paid a lot now suit. and stuff. Yeah, suit and he's gonna make millions. So <laughs> um, okay. So we've got the draft there. Oh, by the way, uh the rookies have this down to get out there. So Taylor Hendricks will be wearing jersey number zero. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's wondering, okay, does that mean I guess Taylor Horton Tucker's out because he was jersey number zero? So it came out afterwards that Taylor Horn Tucker is actually switching to Jersey number five. Mm-hmm. So, but that's also kind of interesting because that makes you a conspiracy Daniel of here go, Oh, we already know what he's switching to then. So that means yeah. he's staying. But again, uh, officially Taylor Horn Tucker and Jordan Clarkson have not opted in or opted out of their contracts. They must make that decision by the end of this week though. So, and we'll get to the oh, other so. guy who has made a decision, but not for the jazz. And that would be Rudy Gay. We'll get to that in a second. Um, George will be wearing Jersey number three and Bruce. No, Bryce. Is it Bruce? Maybe that's going to be the new podcast. And we'll no, I don't see that. It's, it's Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's going to be Jersey number eight. So there's your Jersey numbers, um, for everyone wondering about that. Okay. Moving on to the next news after the draft. Um, so something interesting kind of came out. Obviously there was a trade that happened before the draft involving the Celtics, Memphis, and Boston. Mm-hmm. Some news kind of came out after the draft about one of those guys, Porzingis. Chris Stapp's Porzingis, yeah. Apparently the Jazz were like going to be the team. Like if he had opted out of his contract or something like that, mm-hmm. was going to be like number one team to offer him. And there was an article that came out, I believe, yesterday or the day before that says that – that made it so he goes, no, I want to go to Boston. No, no, I'm in. Okay, make the deal happen. He did not want to come to Utah. Wow, so, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so as me as a Jazz fan over here, good. Because I would not, personally, I would not have been on board to sign Porzingis to Utah. I'm sorry, I'm not in on that. The fact that that dude had a decent year in Washington this last year, cool. Mm-hmm. But having a good year in Washington, is that really? Look at him before that. Does he ever stay healthy? Has he ever played a full season? You know, has he played? How many playoffs has he even played it? You know, it's just, no, especially the money that you would have to give him probably because he's going to want pretty big money. It was like 30 something million, right? But I I mean, like, but he opted in. Big money. But I mean, he opted in though. Like if he had gone to free agency, he's probably going to get more than that. Yeah. Um, So from a jazz fan's point of view, I'm going to say, thank you. I'm glad that did not happen. Oh, (laughs) I got to go back to the draft real quick. I, I forgot something, by the way. I'm all over the place here. So the, the French dude that did not end up on the Jazz, thank goodness well, for cool my side. For you, because you Because I was not on board. I was not on time. that. But apparently, um, speaking with the Jazz stuff, the Jazz were like extremely high on him. Like if he had been there at nine, I guess he pro- they would have actually probably taken him. Oh, wow. Um, and that actually kind of made it so Washington had felt like they had to move up. I don't know. You know how that works, you know. 
Indiana was probably using it like, you know, Utah wants them. Yeah. You know, we they're calling us right now. So um well kind of but man. it kind of makes me think though, like if Utah really wanted him, they they probably could have made a deal with Indiana, right? Like I all, would think so. All yeah. Washington gave them was second round picks and swaps, yeah. like and it's not like Utah doesn't have a bunch of picks. So maybe the Pacers just played Washington. But I guess maybe the Pacers really wanted Walker and they knew he was going to be there at nine. So it's all kind of interesting. But mm, yeah, that's a good point too. There's that point of it all too. So, all right, where are we at now? So we've gone over the Porzingis news. Has there been any other big news? Well, today there was some big news that came out. It's a good thing we don't, this is why I always say don't record podcasts too early in the morning because it seems like, you know, the news drops around the middle of the day stuff. Let me so. tell you something. At this point of the seat of the off season of the NBA, it doesn't matter when you record it. That just comes from experience doing mine. I'll record something, put it out. And then four hours later at 11 PM at night, something happens. It just, it doesn't, it just, they are not on anyone's clock. So it was kind of funny what happened to me. So I, ha- I have my Twitter notifications on. So anytime Woj sends them now, I get the ding right away for it. But I was in the middle of posting something, I think on maybe on Instagram. So I didn't get a ding. So I post it. I'm looking through. I go to all my other pages, post it, look over the things. And then I get a message from someone saying, is this real or not? And I look and it's like saying John Collins trade. And I almost wanted to be like, oh, that's fake. You didn't look. But before I did, I go to Twitter and look. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. it's real. So if you haven't heard, you know that John Collins guy that it's been rumored to come to the Jazz for like forever? Well, it finally actually happened. Yeah. Uh, the Utah Jazz have acquired uh, John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks for Rudy Gay and a second round pick. Um, so I guess what's going to happen is Rudy Gay is going to opt into his contract and then he'll just, it's going to happen officially on July 6th. So he's going to opt in. So technically he's opting in with the Jazz, but then the Jazz are going to trade him to Atlanta. Right. So he'll just play that final year of his deal in Atlanta. And yeah, the Jazz now have John Collins on the team after it, like literally, it feels like for the last couple of seasons, it's either the Jazz have been interested in John Collins or getting John Collins or Tobias Harris. Oh, by the way, there's a rumor out there saying the Jazz were also interested in Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. but that's just what always happened. So, um, crazy. I mean, this is to me, I was, this just feels like it came out of nowhere all of a sudden. I was literally getting yeah. ready to like get in the shower too. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, that's not happening anymore. I got to check in on this trade. Um, <laughs> Sacrifice your hygiene. Yeah, for the gosh, game. Dang it. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it, it's so the crazy part of it too now is just like, you know, I've said it before on the podcast. I feel like is that there's just no more of like center forwards, guards. It's just, there's bigger guys. There's just not true point guards anymore, true centers, blah, blah, blah. But now it just feels like the Jazz have some pretty tall dudes on their team now. They're mm-hmm. swimming in length now. Um, let me say this first from a Jazz fan's point of view. I love this trade. Obviously, you know, thank you, Rudy Gay, for the time that you're here. Did some awesome vet stuff. I mean, we heard it from, you know, Walker Kessler talking about how good of a Rudy Gay vet was for him. Right. Uh, I've heard that in some of the post season interviews like Ochai said he really appreciated Rudy Gay for the the, the vet experiences or the words and things like that. Um, so I think that's going to be missed, obviously, for some of the younger guys. It's going to be interesting to see who now picks up that vet spot. Is it going to be a Kelly Olenek or whatever? But when you can trade him and a second-round pick for a guy like John Collins, that's amazing. Obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, if we're all being smart, this is a quote-unquote salary dump for the Hawks. They had um, to. But, yeah, they had to. But it's <laughs> such. this feels like such a win for the Jazz. Um, I mean, that's all I can say. It's a win to me. This is for, for the jazz. This is an a plus trade. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, well, to be, I mean, we, for now, we got to see how he fits with the team and everything like that, obviously. But 
What are you saying? What, were, an a plus. Yeah. what are your thoughts on the trade and all that? What are you, if you're going to give it a grade, why don't you give it a grade two? Yeah, I would say an A for sure. It has a potential of being an A. You gave up Rudy Gay, who maybe, I don't know, gives you what, eight to 10 minutes a game. Uh, you do lose a vet in the locker room. One question I had around this, and maybe you can add some context, or if it even ever came out. If you remember the year before, obviously last, the 21 22 season, Rudy Gay was just not playing at all under Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder is the coach of the Atlanta Hawks. And it felt like there was an issue with Snyder and Rudy Gay. Am I wrong on that? Did that anything ever come out about that? Because Rudy Gay did not play. We were talking about why aren't they trading Rudy Gay that offseason? And then he ends up, you know, coming in, being a, a good uh, team player, a vet for all these guys, these younger guys this last year. And he actually got minutes. But wasn't that a thing or did I make that up in my head? I do, I do slightly remember like a Rudy Gay being after the playoffs or whatever it was at the end of the season doing interviews and being kind of like, he you was know, upset. obviously yeah. slightly throwing the coach maybe under the bus a little bit and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But let's be honest, I think that was just the whole end of that run of that team. And I think the whole mm -hmm. team vibe for that was just all, I mean, if okay. we go back and listen, to, if you look at reports of like the, the beat writers that were around them toward the end, they were just like, they were all just like kind of like, over it. it yeah <laughs> like and it. stuff like that so okay uh but yeah good good solid solid trade for utah uh john collins had a bit of a uh, down year last year but i think that has a bit to do with obviously you have trey young as the point guard um who sh shoots a lot of shots and they had Dejounte murray who in turn comes in and gobbles up quite a few more shots for that team i think john collins can make a pretty good impact uh, with utah you have kessler at at the center, you know, you said there isn't really true centers. I would say Kessler is a, a true center. Uh, he just has the ability to, you know, be more at one point, but right now that's, he's a center. Uh, and then marketing and Collins can kind of play that four slash three. And I think it's going to be pretty fun. He's very, he's, I mean, if you ever watched him, he's crazy athletic. He can get some rebounds blocks. Uh, it's, it's good for Utah. Really good. Yeah, I think what's going to be interesting to see is, like you said, last year was kind of a weird season for him. It's almost like we're talking about the last of that Jazz team where they were just kind of over it, maybe. Mm. Kind of the vibe I remember watching some of the Hawks games last year, and you just could see, like, they were kind of maybe over it, needed well, a refresher and, and, and stuff also like the, that. The other thing with John Collins, at the end of every season, they there's rumors about him being on the trading block. So, like, at some point, you got to be like, all right, my, my employer doesn't want me here. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, am I, I supposed to do? Don't feel so welcomed there and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there was just a lot of, I mean, from the outside, it feels like there was a lot of kind of drama going on with that team. And so yeah. it gives them a chance. I mean, for their side of you, like we said, with the new, you know, CBA stuff or whatever it is coming up there, they, they, they had to get rid of him. They still, mm -hmm. I mean, they still might have to get rid of somebody. I think they still I heard, got to so. figure something else out. Yeah. yeah. So um, the other thing I heard now is that that's kind of interesting is Collins will now be the highest paying person on the jazz's roster. So yeah. Um, I think the next two years, it's something like 52, 53 yeah. million ish. That he's, he's, he's high up there. Yeah. So it'll be obviously, I believe, I mean, they could do it this year, but it's next year. I believe the jazz have to make a decision on uh, marketing and do an extension like that. So obviously he could take over that role. But for now, yeah. the other thing that's interesting is, that, you know, this takes up a lot of the caps now for the jazz. Um, so it's going to be interesting, you know, if Clarkson decides, you know, if they, if he does come back with the jazz, obviously I still don't think he opts in. If he stays with the Jazz, he's probably going to opt out, and they would have to work out some kind of new deal. Mm -hmm. 
does a player like Collins come in? I mean, that helps the Jazz as far as looking like more of a win now team. Does that go now to Jordan Clarkson? He looks at him going, well, hell, we definitely seem like more of a possible playoff team now and stuff like that. I'm in yeah. where before he was like, guys, we were more of a maybe playing team. I, I'm kind of, you know, it's going to be interesting if that does anything. I just wonder if the Jazz can now afford to keep, you know, a Clarkson, if mm-hmm. Taylor Horton Tucker and stuff like that, you know, opt in. It's going to be really interesting to see. And again, like I said, those guys have to make that decision by the end of this week. Um, yeah. To be honest, by the time this podcast comes out, they might have already made their decision yeah. with the way these things work, like you said. But yep. um, what do you do think? A 24 hour stream. And anytime news pops up, we'll just, just comment on just it. Just come back on the podcast. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Hey, right. it's 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> um, I think with Clarkson, I don't know. I, I would imagine he's just, you know, he's enjoyed his time in Utah, but I, I'd almost bet he wants to go somewhere with the potential to win a championship. Now that's now, funny. I, Hold on real quick on that. That's funny because mm-hmm. there's a rumor, you know, there's a couple of teams that came out, but apparently Houston, I guess is the number one team that has a very big interest in him. Well, um, okay. and you know, that wouldn't surprise me if he wants to go play with, you know, his fellow like Puerto Rican dude down there, uh, Jalen green. What? <laughs> Puerto Rican. What? Is it not Puerto Rican? No, not Philippines. Gosh, sorry, man. I suck on that. right <laughs> now. <laughs> I was like, oh, Philippines. Sorry, my bad. I'm, I'm sorry. Royals down there, is he? Maybe I am still on vacation mode right now. Yeah, I apologize about that. Uh, and then if if James Harden goes there, I don't know. Maybe they want. To, I don't know. Who knows? I, that but, seems like a very filled, uh, very like just a lot of guards hanging out. But maybe, I mean, maybe he goes down there. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm him and he really wants a chance at a championship. There's, you know four or five teams he should probably look into if they can afford him what he wants. Well, that's, to and that's the thing he's like, I've said multiple times, this is going to be his quote unquote last big contract. So is he either going to maybe take a shorter version of a contract with less money? Cause he wants to go to a contender mm-hmm. and then maybe does just a one year or two years somehow there. I have yeah. no idea. That's not, I mean, my, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet on that. I feel like he's more going to probably look for that bag in this last one. Mm. So we see, I feel if I was a betting man, I would feel more. Sorry. Let's move on from that. (laughs) Um, I would feel more comfortable putting betting money that somehow the jazz bring Taylor Horton Tucker back, but in a way that he opts out and then they give him a new contract of, uh, you know, Mm, so he can make more and then he's still with the team longer instead of just a one year and then have to deal with it. So, yeah, um, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, Clarkson is a fan favorite here. And even if he does opt in, and decides to stay, that doesn't mean that he's safe because we all know in the past how Danny Ainge has worked. He doesn't, and, you know, Justin Zanuck obviously makes decisions too. But at the end of the day, Danny Ainge doesn't care. I mean, he traded Isaiah Thomas after all Isaiah did for Boston <laughs> after his sister passed. And he was just like, hey, see ya. Business like, is Jesus business. Christ. <laughs> Woo, okay. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I tend to think that Clarkson goes somewhere else. But I mean, he does like it here. I don't know that that's he's one of the few players where I'm like, I legitimately have no idea what he's going to do. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because I feel like obviously Dame Lillard's taking all the, you know, talk of the big talk things about free agency trades, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like Clarkson is one of those players that no one's talking about, which makes me think that most think that he's going to stay with Utah. So they're not even like either that or is it just Mm. no one wants because if when you look at the list of possible free agents, it feels like he should be kind of up there. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as if he opts out, yeah, he would be probably like a top 
five. Uh, for sure, a top 10 free agent. Yeah. Oh, just top 10. I feel like he should be above that, but maybe that's well, how just do you go my... above top 10? I mean, I'm talking like top five. That's what I'm okay, saying. Okay. I'm like top five <laughs> with him and all his Puerto Rican friends. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. He's never coming on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, him and Bruce. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so speaking of fan fan uh, friendly guys and stuff like that, one other thing I thought was interesting was, like I said, I watched the the rookie introductions today. And, you know, whenever you watch these press conferences, I can always feel like I can get a vibe off the players and stuff like mm. that. And maybe it's just the way they're communicating to the, you know, the people interviewing them and stuff. And the one out of the three, I think it definitely was Keontae George that was the home run winner of it. Like just the vibe you can tell is like, he was extremely well-spoken. He knew to answer questions. He wasn't doing a lot of the ums. Um, well, uh, he just right. gave good answers. And the other thing that you can always tell is when he can make the media laugh, like he had a joke and they laughed. I was like, boom. Easy. Mm. So the vibe, I'm, I'm telling everyone right now, he's going to be that rookie that the fans are going to be like, I really like that guy. So mm. okay, put your money on Keontae George. I think he's going to be the one that vibes best with the fans. Um, the other thing I'm wondering is, is the hype from fans and maybe you're not experiencing this because you're not maybe so hard much into the jazz Twitter world and things like oh, that. Oh, I'm knee deep in it now, bro. Since but I've started this. I, yeah, go ahead. I've seen a lot of people talking about, Oh, Taylor Hendricks is starting. Oh, of course he's starting. Right. I'm getting a little worried that people are putting him too high on a pedestal. Like we need to calm down a little bit. Like I understand it's exciting. A new player. He's the ninth pick. It's very yeah. exciting. But let's let's calm down a little bit and let him show you know show us what he's got right and things like that. Let's let's give him an opportunity to prove himself before we, because here's what happens a lot of times: we'll we'll put players or whatever up here, and then it takes him a while to get there, right? So then we start yeah. to hate, then you start to quote unquote hate him, and then you talk crap on him. And this is where mm-hmm. this is where it comes in. People are like, well, this is how jazz fans or whatever fans, other fans probably do this too. But this is why it makes us so players don't like it here because you just talk crap on him. Well. How about you just, this is just, this is wise old Daniel here. Let's, let's bring things down. Let him show what is, show us what he's got and go from there. Yeah. I don't know. I would there's say my no, kumbaya I, moment. I would say there's maybe four rookies in the, in this draft that from day one are going to start Yeah, and you expect them to. And that's probably the first four picks to be honest with you. But after that, like, I mean, Hendricks is, is going to be a good player. I do really believe that but starting right off the bat i i mean i i didn't i thought yes it was going to happen before this john collins trade right but there's so much stuff that's going to happen between now and even you know august so there's a lot to be determined but yeah i I, i'm i think it's better for him to come off the bench learn behind guys who have been in the league for a while rather than just throwing them out there and having the potential for him to just kind of lose his confidence, you know, get killed by, like you said, people on Twitter. And maybe he doesn't pay attention to that, but I believe a lot of players do. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Uh, give him to start out 15 to 18 minutes a game. Let him go out there, show what he can do. If he excels, then you give him more. But you got to bring him, I think you have to bring him along a little slowly, unless from right off the jump, you can tell like, yeah, this guy needs to be playing more. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest about the Walker Kessler stuff of last year. Nobody had any like giant hopes for him coming in. And obviously that has to do with where he came from as far as the draft, you know, was he, was he the 22nd pick or he was a late 
He was in the twenties. I can't remember yeah. the exact pick. But like when he got here to Utah, I mean, we've talked about this. There was no expectations for him. It's let him prove it. And that's what I'm saying to everyone in jazz nation. Let these mm -hmm. guys prove who they are. I mean, I don't think there's obviously Bruce doesn't, I know it's Bryce. It doesn't have as much expectations. It's we're, we're going to obviously let him. I think most of us probably expect him to go to the stars and have to work his way. It is with that. Keontae, I don't think there's much pressure on him. I think more people are excited about him. Let's say that. And, and then what can't wait to see. But I feel like some folks are putting too much, you know, expectations on Taylor. And I guess that's what comes when you're a, a lottery pick. I can understand that. But like, Let's cool cool the boats here a little. Is that the saying, right? Let's chill That's out. That's not a saying. Kill, cool, cool the boats. I've never cool heard the that. boats. Let's let's cool the beans. Cool the boats. Let's take let's take a boat trip to Puerto Rico and chill out here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just saying, like, I I just worry sometimes about. I guess I guess it just has to do with me having because I see so much of the people you know replies and oh, comments and things like that. Yeah, you guys are a toxic fan base. I enjoy talking to you all, but you guys in the Knicks because we connected with so many Knicks fans. If you remember last year, right. my God, it's like, <laughs> it is hard. Like, I mean, uh, the, the thing I've noticed about, uh, you know, and I'm in Orlando magic fan groups and all of that. We've just been beat up so much that it's like, we're almost cynical to a point where like jazz fans and, uh, and Nick fans. And I don't know why Nick fans are this way, but they're like, yeah, uh, this puts us in playoff contention, top five, you know, all this crazy stuff. And you're like, are they looking at the same roster that I'm looking at? <laughs> but I mean, you, it's good to be pa a passionate fan, but sometimes it's like, wow, what is happening out here on these <laughs> in Twitter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It can get aggressive out there uh, for yeah. sure. So uh, look, if we can learn anything from this podcast, I, I know this podcast episode has been a little scattered. Uh, it's, it's very exciting. We're, we're, we're very all over the place, but, but let's we're going to cool the boats here. We're cooling some boats cool here. Let's, cool. let's cool on the boats. We're going to Puerto Rico. We're chilling out. Yeah. With Bryce. With Bruce. Bruce. Sorry. Bruce now I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> with Bruce and, you know, Keontae and, and old Taylor. Let's just, yeah. let's obviously the other two we're cool on them. Let's cool down a little on Taylor and let him show us what he's got as well. I mean, yeah. If he does, if he does play in t a summer league, that's awesome. If he doesn't, it's not the end of the world either, folks. I know yeah. that'll. I feel like that's another thing that's about to happen. Like if the Jazz announced, you know, he's day by day, people are gonna freaking freak out over that. Yeah, it's it's not that big a deal, folks. It's much you better. You don't win championships in summer league. Yeah. that's for sure. Well, you can, but no one cares. Not no one ever remembers that stuff. So I think my Magic have won a couple, and yeah. So it's are. way more important for him to be 100 percent ready for the actual season than him playing summer league, but. And yeah. think about it this way. He'll still be there. You still have a chance to meet him, I'm sure, and stuff like that. So just mm -hmm. everyone, it'll everything will be fine. Trust old Justin and Danny Ainge. They're, they'll, they'll help us cool our boats. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, should, maybe that should be like a... I don't even know what that what you're reaching for there. Cool our jets. Cool the jets. Cool our jets. That, that's there what I was go. going for. Yeah, I, that's yeah, the yeah. one I was... Yeah. Okay. I was a little fog-brained here, okay? Anyways... That. Um, any other news that you want? Is there anything else going around the league? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm sick of the whole Dame talk and stuff like that. Yeah, it kind of seems redundant, uh, but they did say they he was meeting with Portland today. And I think once he says what he wants to do, then a lot of other dominoes will fall. If he's like, yeah, I'm in. I'll stay here with uh, the team. We're good. We don't need to trade. Then, all right. If he wants out, then it's going to be what a summer it will be for the, I mean, probably a couple of weeks until the trade gets done, but. I saw that. Uh, outside of that, 
not a lot of other news that I'm seeing. Oh, um, your guy from the Magic is joining Team USA in World Cup. Paolo. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Paolo Bancaro. Yep. Excited for him to get that experience. Also with Walker Kessler. There's a lot of good young players on there. there Bobby that, Portis. Yeah. That yeah. roster is going to be really fun, though, because there is a lot of young guys on yeah, there. So it's going to be young. really quick. And so, I mean, Steve Kerr is the coach. So it's going to be really fast paced. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, USA basketball, it's obviously smart of them to do that because these are the guys in the next couple of years, uh, the next couple of Olympics that would actually be playing for Team USA when guys like LeBron and all these other guys are done or retired or what have you. These are the ones that need to get used to that type of basketball. So really smart by Team or, uh, USA basketball for sure. Speaking of World Cup and all that, I, I mean, outside just the NBA news, Wimby, you know, that number one overall pick guy just said he will not be playing in it. He's going to dedicate his time with the Spurs and I guess getting ready for the, the yeah. next Olympics. So, I mean, it makes sense. I would do the same thing if I was him because he played a whole damn season just yeah. now. <laughs> he, he, just he, could, he could use a little break and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, he'll probably, I mean, I guess he'll probably play in Vegas summer league. I think, I think the Spurs are part of like some, I think there's two summer leagues in California that are part of one of them, but mm. I, I would bet he doesn't play in the smaller one, but we'll yeah. play in Vegas. Summer Vegas league, a couple so. games, maybe yeah. every other game. Yeah. Yeah. So summer, you know, it's that time of the year where like obviously the season the season's over but now it kind of gets the fun part because here's what happens you know the, the nba finals ha- is over and then it goes into draft stuff then we go from yeah. draft stuff to contract stuff and then there's that period though where it's boring as hell nothing's going on but luckily this year we have the fever world cup stuff so that'll yeah. kind of substitute that area there but this is the fun part for like you know people that play nba 2k or played when they were younger or you know whatever that there's trades happening you get the draft you get the guys going through the summer league you know, you're developing your team, all of us, you know, fake GMs out there. This is a fun part of the year for sure. Yeah. And, uh, trades are, you know, trades and things like that become official basically next week. So sixth, I think it's July 6th, but is that next week? Right. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah so God, Toward the end already. of next week. Yeah. So mm-hmm. guys, it's crazy. Like, like I said earlier, I mean, next week is Salt Lake summer league. And then right after that's Vegas summer league. So there's a lot, it's, we're here for as far as summer basketball stuff. So mm-hmm. let me say this. Obviously, for us that live in Utah, you know, Salt Lake Summer League is very easy to go to and stuff like that. But if you've never been to Vegas Summer League, you should get it's fun. It's a it's very fun experience because there's just there's fans that come in from all over the world for it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many games going on. I mean, there's always there's always two games at once going on there in yeah. the college. It's on the UNLV campus there. Now, tons you, of players too. Like, oh, yeah, and there's players and there's, that aren't even playing in it. There's p- players walking all over. There's you know, team representatives walking around and a lot, if you're into like sports podcasts, like I know both of us are, you know, there might be a Ryan Rasiller or Bill Simmons just walking around there mm-hmm. that you can go, Hey, but it's very fun. If you have the opportunity, you should go, but just be warned. It's hotter than hell in Vegas at that time. So yeah, be, be ready for that too. So, uh, but and the opposite of San Jose, there's a lot of things to do too many there, things. To there might be too many things to do. There, so <laughs> be that too. Um, but if you're going to Salt Lake Summer League, if you're just like, I can only say to Salt Lake Summer League, don't worry. It's fun too, because we'll be there. Yep. So if you come to Salt Lake Summer League, check out for us. I don't know. Maybe we'll take a sign that says, Hey, come play some jazz nation trivia or something, but we're going to be on the outside of the arena with our microphone interviewing. Uh, not really interviewing, but doing a game. We're going to yeah, test- we'll be doing some games. We're going to ask fans what they think about the team, you know, uh, trivia, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So we might just interview if we can, just get your thoughts on things, but also we're going to have game trivia stuff. And, you know, obviously with the trivia, there's going to be ways to win. But just so you know, only the smartest jazz fans will actually win. Be ready for some hard questions. So Yeah, like where is Jordan Clarkson 
Is it Puerto Rico? Canada? From Dubai. Is he is he safe on a boat or not? Okay. How do you cool your boats? <laughs> and you're gonna have to be a hardcore listener to get those questions. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, but anyway, so if you're going to Summer League in Salt Lake, keep an eye out for us. We'll have some kind of sign. We'll, we'll figure out a way for you to. Yeah. Well, you could probably just like tell that. people on the socials too. Have them keep an yeah. eye out for that. We could say, hey, we're right but outside it's also, here. It's also fun to get people that maybe don't follow the page because then you get them True. to follow the page and say, like, hey, first off, yeah. don't on you for not following. But hey, anyways, so. Long way of saying, check out for that. Um, if you haven't checked out the YouTube page, you should check out the YouTube page. It's I feel like the YouTube page is booming lately. It's doing good on stuff, obviously. Yeah, we had a fun time with that draft, uh, live draft reaction. The draft live stream, if you didn't watch it live, um, it's still available on the page. So you can there. go back and watch it and stuff All like three that. Hour and th- three hours <laughs> and 15 minutes of it. So uh, just search, I mean, anymore, if you just search for Jazz Nation, it pops up right there. It shows our nice, this logo up here. Let's see. No, let's, you got no. a point up. This bud. one there. Anyways, it's the, uh, it's wow. the throwback logo uh, that's up because, look, I understand the Jazz right now are that yellow and black and white logo, but I, I just, and I respect it, but that throwback one's my favorite. Yeah. Anyways, so that's the logo. If you see us on YouTube, that's it. Subscribe, watch the videos. Let us know if you like them and stuff like that. Uh, the Walker Kessler interviews up there. Really great interview. If you haven't watched that, check that out. Um, the Patreon page. I'm working really hard right now. I promise, folks. I'm trying to get some more interviews for us on there. We um, are, and they we are scheduling and rescheduling. It's, <laughs> look, when you when you try and get players and stuff like that, everyone's busy, so reschedules yeah. happen. Reschedules, so they're coming. I'm working my best on that. Patreon.com forward slash Jazz Nation. Oh yeah. I, Again, the links for everything, you can find all the pages for us. Just go to linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. And Mr. Assistant to the host, you have your own stuff to promote here, so tell everyone about them, please. Yep, the Will Wonder Pod uh, comes out every week. We will come out Wednesday morning. Uh, obviously talking draft recaps, continuing to celebrate hip-hop's 50th birthday as well. Um, at the Will Wonder Pod on Instagram, at DJ Will Wonder on Twitter. The Will Wonder Pod YouTube as well. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, we have some things going on there. So, yep, just get in with all of that. Get on the boats or the, cool them. Get it. Don't cool them. Make them hot. The boats for the Will Wonder Pod. There you go. Just watch your boats and be safe out there, folks, on your journey to Puerto Rico or wherever you might be going there. San but, Jose. Uh, but Mono's no, eh, probably not back to there anytime <laughs> soon, to be honest. Look, if anyone from San Jose is listening to this, please message me and tell me how I screwed up. Cause if I messed up, I, I want to know how I can go back and do it. Better. How old was the Uber driver? Was he an older okay. person? Human? So here, here's the funny thing is like, so on the ride from the airport to the hotel, you know, that person tells us that. And then I did about three other Uber rides who also told me the same place. Uh, okay. And then when I got the Uber ride, you know, as I'm leaving from the hotel to the airport, I get this new one and she's like, yeah, you know, downtown's kind of boring, but if you had just gone five or eight minutes that way, you know, it's, there's, I was like, why didn't the other one say why that? You, like, why don't you Google some stuff too? I just, cause you, you know, when I go on places like that, I like to ask the locals, uh, you know, the Uber drivers, yeah, I expect right. them. I kind of expect that not just saying it's their job to do that, but usually, you know, they're driving people around and people are yeah. probably going to say, what's right. to do around here. So you are a hundred percent right. It's like when you go to a place and you ask them like a new place to eat, you know, what's, what do you suggest here? Good sir, ma'am. What's good mm-hmm. to eat here? And if they just tell me, yeah, oh, we got this one thing. Okay. That's kind of lame. <laughs> got this one street. You gotta be got all this, in on it. Yeah. It's one okay. good street, the market over there. <laughs> um, but anyways, if you're San Jose folks, tell me what I screwed up on and how, where I should go back and what's better there. I would love to hear your advice for everyone else that lives wherever you live. 
thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Be safe in your boats. Listen to us when we're back on another edition of uh, Jazz Nation podcast. Have a great day and bye-bye. <laughs>